All right, everyone. Welcome to Astro Tea. That was the song of the week. It's going to be a lovely day by Lunch Money Lewis featuring Amine. So this is a weekly conversation that we host every single Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. British Summertime to take a closer look at the transits and the cosmic energy of the week ahead. So great day, royalty. I am Empress Lasley. You are your empire. And my content is all about things chakras, tarot, and astrology. I am currently taking bookings for Divine Sessions. So just click that book now button on my Instagram profile or on my website. And I look forward to having a session with you. Hi, Nikki. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. I am a technical and intuitive astrologer, and I'm currently offering one-on-one natal chart as well as other astrological readings that you can book a session with me. I'm also offering oracle card readings, um, and my Instagram and Twitter are both in my clubhouse bio, so you can find the link to book a reading with me in either one of those bios in my link tree. And then for those of you who are joining us for the first time, what we're going to do is run through the transits, then we're going to turn on hand raising and invite people to speak. We invite Invite anything that you want to share with us, whether it's questions, rituals, tea, stories. Um, we have the full moon in Aquarius coming up this week, so um, which is I'm really excited to talk about. So anything that you want to share with us, we now have uh, the back channel as well with the with that little paper airplane at the bottom right corner. That if you don't want to wait till the end, or if you didn't want to get on stage, um, you can also shoot either of us a question or a comment or anything that you want us to read out loud, and we will gladly do that for you during the episode so let's get right into it for the week and let's start with monday Uh, monday we have mercury and virgo is going to be in conjunct saturn and aquarius which as a reminder uh to all of us right now is retrograde so on this day our thoughts our mental processes how we communicate the conversations that we have etc all those things related to mercury are going to be focused on the intimate details, right? On striving for perfection, on critique and criticism, even if it's well-intentioned, you know, we might feel that need to, um, or those thoughts to critique our own patterns and way of living or, you know, kind of involve ourselves in what people around us are doing and give our commentary and feedback on that. Um, Feeling like, us or others around us could be falling short using words like should have, you know, oh, I should have done this, or why didn't you do this, or you should have done this, or said this, or looked at it this way, you know, being very focused on, you know, perhaps what's going wrong or what could go wrong in the future. Well, all the while, you know, we're missing our blessings, right? Our blessings are right in front of us. Remember with this retrograde, it's like a a portal of opportunity. I feel like a lot of those Saturn qualities are already softened in a sign like Aquarius. So for it to be retrograde, it's like those uh, types of restrictions and limitations are, are kind of even turned down even more, you know, giving us an opportunity to really live and breathe and look at life within the structures without feeling necessarily like suffocated or hindered by them, right? So, you know, we're so focused on the details that we're missing the blessings. We don't realize that, you know, there's this window of opportunity right next to us because we're so busy trying to get this locked door open. You know, I think a few months ago, we used this analogy of like, you're standing at a door and it's locked and you have like a keychain full of keys in your hand and you're like, okay, no, not this key. Okay, no, not this key. Okay, no, not this key. And we talked about, you know, 
if you have to do that, if that's what life is presenting you to have to do, to do so with gratitude, do so with like, make it fun. You know what I'm saying? Okay, no, it's not this key. Okay, I'm gonna keep dancing. Okay, I'm gonna keep, you know, I'm gonna keep my good spirits about me while I find which key it is. But I think right now what we're talking about is you're fumbling with all these keys and there's a window right next to you that you can hop through, you know, and you're so focused on, on the details and getting it right. And, you know, trying to be perfect, right. Trying to find the right key and all this assortment that opens this door when there's a different way. Um, and I think a lot of what Virgo season is about and, and going to be about as we move into Virgo season later next week, which I'm so excited to talk about, um, is about not getting caught up, like being about the details while not getting caught up in the perfection when it's not making sense. Because if that window is open and it's big enough for you to walk through, I think sometimes our perfectionist mindset, and, and, and including for myself, right, Capricorn Stellium talking here, like, I, I want that fulfillment of no, I sat here and went through 137 keys until I found the right one. And I did the hard work, and I did the d- due diligence, and I, I followed all the rules and I walked through the door. But Saturn right now is asking us, you know, hey, like, there's this window right here. Like, why don't you deviate from your plan of, oh, it could be and should be and has to be this way to, to be open to a different way of viewing things, you know, and and for us to not get into our own way is the is going to be the challenge um, as more and more planets start to shift into Virgo and Virgo season will be fully upon us. So, you know, really take advantage of this Saturn retrograde to, you know, perhaps tighten up, right, your organization. If you run a business, you know, tightening up your online communication platforms and structures, you know, getting your templates done, all that stuff is there's always room for improvement, which is what I love about Virgo energy. But in conjunctions are about the balance between two things. So it's a reminder to still have space to be kind to ourselves. Um, because we're balancing mutable air and fixed earth. I'm sorry, mutable earth and fixed air. So there's always room for improvement, ideas, and possibilities. But this is just telling us that we have some guardrails, right, to keep us focused and on track and from falling off the side of the cliff. You know, it's, it's to focus our attention on at least something. What is that something? We have the autonomy and the free will to choose what those things are that we're focusing on. So let's try to not make Uh, self-doubt and self-debilitation, the things that we're choosing to focus on as we move into this Virgo season. So that's what we have going on on Monday with the astrology side of things. But Empress, what's your take on this in conjunction when it comes to the tarot on Monday? Yes, and I love what you did where you went back to that reference of the keys because Okay, so for the tarot, for this transit, for Mercury in Virgo, quincunxing Saturn, which is retrograde in Aquarius right now, this is the 10 of pentacles in conjunct the world, which is going to be reversed in the energy of the star. So this is really a time that I'm seeing to take stock and analyze just how abundant you feel on this moon day. As you're coming into Monday, how abundant do you feel? Analyze that, right? Can you locate that feeling of abundance in your life, in some area of your life, once you hit Monday, right? After Venus has gone into Libra. Do you feel the abundance? Can you feel it? That song just started playing in my head, right? Can you feel Okay, I'm done. But literally, 
Um, for this energy, I love what you said about having 137 keys, right? Having to go through all of them. What is your perception, right? Do you see that as you being in an abundant state? Wow, I've really gone through so many experiences that can enrich me and give me so many lessons to unlock even more levels, right? What is your perception? So how will your relationships with your family? Let's look at this 10 of pentacles energy, which is representing Mercury in Virgo, right? How are your relationships? How wealthy do you feel in the relationships you have with your family members? How's your relationship with your mother, with your dad, with your sister, with your brother? How are those relationships looking? Do they feel wealthy, right? What about your health? Do you feel wealth when you think about you know, your nutritional habits and the, and the effects that it's having on you internally? Do you feel wealth when you think about your nutrition and health habits, right? Are all of your needs being met? Okay, are you in a state of peace when it comes to your finances, when it comes to wealth in that physical degree, right? Do you feel that your home space is organized and clean? Okay, this is, these are all things that this 10 of pentacles energy is bringing up. So revisit areas of your life that could use a bit more structure, incorporating this world in reverse, right? This Saturnian energy. How can you now revisit those areas now that this energy is in retrograde? to use a bit more structure in your life. If you have certain boundaries that help you to walk on yourself and how you are maybe of service to the world, right? Are you consistent in those boundaries with everyone? Do you hold, does everyone have to address that boundary or do you let some people go by? Are you continuing to allow cycles of possible karmic behavior with that Saturnian influence with specific people to penetrate those boundaries, okay? To the point where you need to be more assertive and logical in your communication, okay? Not allowing your emotions to get in your way of decision-making, decisions that need to be made for the sake of your ascension. So during this transit, reflect on your daily habits and what cycles keep repeating in your life that are possibly keeping you from connecting with your spirit team and your community, with your tribe. This could have a physical impact on your throat and root chakra. So emphasizing them in meditation today will really help assist you in more of that peaceful acknowledgement of what could be preventing you from breaking out into a new world for yourself, okay? Or preventing you from breaking into this new world that Saturn is wanting to offer you once it goes back direct, right? So that's what I'm seeing for uh, the tarot and for that transit happening on Monday. I think it's a really great way to open the week, right? Says the Virgo Stellium. Um, but let's get into Tuesday. <laughs> yes, and... As we get into the week, I can't wait for you to talk more about your insights on on the sun moving into Virgo, since it'll be your solar return. I'm so excited for you. Yay! Okay. <laughs> um, but I agree. That was a very beautiful way to, to start off the week. Um, and on Tuesday, we're moving into the moon in Sagittarius, which will be trining the sun in Leo. So... The relationship between Leo and Sagittarius is all about extravagance and happiness, right? So this trine is also happening on a Mars day, which is going to give this the energy of this aspect even more drive, fire, and passion, right? So it's overall like a very high energy kind of day. 
because we on this day we might be experiencing what I like to call like emotional travel or like mental travel um, and abundance right so daydreaming visualizing possibilities for your life like you know going into a, just like a visualization meditation about like what is the life that you truly like want to live you know Sagittarius energy especially like myself I'm a Sagittarius moon in my sidereal chart you know you can really see things things that you want in your life very clearly and you can go on like mental adventures you know what I mean I have a very uh, vivid um, imagination when it comes to those things so being able to like tap into that energy with the moon being in Sag and this these meditations that we if we choose to engage in them on this on this day with the daydreaming and the visualizing what's possible the sun in leo uh forming that trine is going to illuminate that and it's going to support that energy to help us figure out what our unique path is like where do we shine what do we bring to the table so we're dealing with mutable fire and fixed fire here in a trine aspect and it's going to help us to see all of the possible possibilities of you know where we can go what we can do where life can take us and then the passion the strength and the excitement provided to us from from that leo energy you know the sun being at home in leo is going to show us how we can you know quote unquote contain right with that fixed component of the leo element contain and maintain that passion for ourselves at this time Right. And I always like to talk about the flip side of energies. You know, I, I like to keep it objective as I can. Um, I started to realize how this energy can also manifest as feeling restless um, and having a lot of internal um energy and activity in the body which when you keep it internal it might manifest into like anxiety or nerves or restlessness or you might have some trouble you know going to sleep or being calm and relaxed on this day so um or also the the kind of mental activity of the moon and sag can also fuel like the ego and hot-headedness of leo it's a lot of fire y'all you know what i'm saying and we could try to contain it but fire is also not easily contained so i feel like if you're feeling the opposing side of this kind of energy you feel restless you feel frustrated you feel like you just need to you know i just need to go for a walk like that's exactly what you should do on that day. Um, getting some type of, you know, strenuous or intense workout in could be a great day to, to manage any type of restless mental energy. And that's especially true because Sagittarius rules the legs, specifically your thighs, um, and Leo rules the heart. So some type of cardiovascular workout where you're focusing on your legs or, you know, moving your, your you know, your legs through some mountain climbers, get some burpees in, you know, something where you're putting um, and exerting um, your legs and your heart. And then the last thing I started thinking about this, and I'd be curious to know, you could definitely uh, message us in the channel as the back channel as well. Um, I started to think about, so my, I my, myself, I have Sagittarius in my 12th house, right? So I started to think about for those of us who perhaps have like Sagittarius in the fourth house, eighth house, or 12th house, which are, you know, known as the occult houses, I noticed that when I activate my Sagittarius physically, so the part of my body that rules that, which is my legs, when I am engaging my legs, either going on a walk or on a bike ride or running on the treadmill, 
it's very easy for me to get into trans-like meditative states. So that's something that I wanted to share with you all today of something I've been thinking about is like, look at where um, your 12th house is and then look at the part of the body that corresponds to that sign and activating that part of the body may help you get into trans like meditative states as well. Like I do a lot of really, I have a lot of really great thoughts that really come to me when I'm running or when I'm engaging my legs, kind of similar to, you know, water signs and being in the shower. Like, I think all of us can, you know, share getting inspired um, in the shower because of the water that cleanses us from the energy that we've been holding onto, but that's especially true for water signs. So yeah, that was just something I wanted to share. If you also have Sagittarius in your 12th house, um, that would be a really great day to just run or go for a walk or activate your legs, your thighs, uh, and see how that impacts like your mental health or mental um, just well-being. If you feel restless and then you go for a run and feel better, just take note of that. And if you can let me know, <laughs> that would be great because I think I'm onto something with that. So that was a little bit of a tangent, but that's what I have for Tuesday. So what does this look like, um, this trine between the sun and the moon um, with the tarot? I think you're onto something too. Um, shout out to your body and the stars. Um, <laughs> definitely cop that book if you don't have it. It really is. Um, so for this transit happening on Tuesday with the moon and Sagittarius trining the sun and Leo, this transit has a lot of fire energy to be felt on this Mars day. That's literally one of the first things that I thought about. So it was so funny that you mentioned that because I was like, all I see is fire right now, like bun them basically. So if the actions that you're taking don't make you feel happy or passionate or alive or confident in yourself, why are you putting energy into them, sis? Why are you putting energy into them, bro? Right? The nine of wands is reflective of those past actions and the lessons that they taught. So moving forward, this represents being more defensive about how you're exalting energy and maintaining your boundaries between yourself and those people and actions that do not solve you. So this marks a level of mastery. We're dealing with another nine with the moon of moon and Sagittarius representing the nine of wands, right? This marks a level of mastery in self in terms of your movement and taking actions and the most productive use of your internal fire so that it can expand and explore, right? That's what Sagittarius is about, right? In fun and exciting ways right? Engaging with people and places that are aligned with where your passions are currently focused, where your energy is wanting to be primarily focused right now. So these could be long-term goals that will be very abundant and fulfilling for you. So take stock of where your energy is going uh, on this Tuesday as this transit is going. Take stock of that, right? And if those avenues that you've taken stock of are most constructive in reinforcing your confidence in yourself, right? So look at that. The plans that you're moving forward, forward with, look at all of those things today on this very high 
energy day on a Mars day, right? Where you're wanting to take action, where you're wanting to build up that fire energy. As Nikki mentioned, I love that you mentioned about letting that fire stay inside of you and build up to the point of anxiety, right? Because that's definitely a possibility um, today feeling like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that I want to do that I, you know, want to let go of that I want to move towards. And oh my gosh, I want to be confident in it. And, you know, I want to be a leader. I want to be brave, all of these things. Make sure that you're doing things. I definitely cardiovascular, um, like I love that boom, that hit it on the head, go for a run, got right. Get those hips and those thighs engaged, right? Okay, when we're dealing with Leo, as Nikki mentioned, you are dealing with the heart space. So get your heart moving. Think about how you can release any resentment that you have that may be keeping you doing things that you don't want to be doing anymore, right? Things that are keeping your energy bound, okay? Reflect on those. So that's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep it short. Uh, and that's what I'm seeing for the transit happening on Tuesday. A uh, really great way to kind of keep it going from what we experienced with the Ten of Pentacles and the Saturn and Aquarius energy. Uh, but let's get into Wednesday. I love this conjunction. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I, I love this week is we find uh, a lot of synchronicities in our transits about like, you know, all this fire happening on a Mars day. And now we got this conjunction with Mercury and Virgo's at home in Mercury um, on a Mercury day. So on Wednesday, we have Mercury and Virgo is going to be conjunct Mars and Virgo. So I'm also excited to talk about this energy. So I feel like to me, this transit screams like walking the talk, right? And talking the walk and making sure those things are aligned there's no kind of discrepancy or differentiation between the two and so on this day our mental processes our communication our conversations our thoughts our ability to you know alchemize and manifest right that's really what uh, mercury is about and taking advantage of the fact that it's at home in virgo right now is going to be amplified by our actions, our willpower, our sense of passion and determination. And so this energy is great, you know, get shit done energy, right? You will likely be careful about all the details and the smaller parts involved when speaking to others and acting right in your actions. Like, you know, you might be, um, you know, calculated and kind of methodical and mindful of not saying too much or saying the wrong things, which I think is good. It's kind of like a covering our tracks and, you know, making sure all our bases are all good to go. That's kind of what this energy is giving me. And so um, on this day, we're going to feel like our mind and our body are on the same page and are oriented to oriented to do the same goals and go about achieving them in a similar way. So on a day like today, doing things to the best of your ability, right, will bring a sense of fulfillment, you know, doing things right, be thorough, do acts of service for other people and for yourself, especially um, because Mars and Virgo tends to be very other centered. And then that kind of, um, helpfulness and, and service and gratitude doesn't get extended to the person themselves. So making sure that you take time for yourself as well. And you'll find that on this day, you'll feel very fulfilled and spiritually recharged. However, 
though I want to add to close that conjunctions are also known as like combustions of energy, especially when one other planet is conjunct the sun specifically. Because uh, you think about it, the sun being conjunct another energy, it's like a combustion. But even when the sun is not involved, in this case, we're talking about Mercury and Mars being in Virgo, and still a lot of energy, you know, sometimes this could be amplified and make you feel like, oh my God, this is great. I'm thinking these things, I'm putting them into action. We're, we're getting things done, we're making moves. But then on another, on the other hand, um, this could also feel like burning out right? So being mindful on this day to not wear yourself out to the point where you feel mentally and physically exhausted. And the key is to be productive and active from a space of, you know, it fulfills you, right? And you deserve to work hard for your own goals, but not from a space of scarcity or lack or where you feel like you're not enough or you need to be perfect or you need to get everything done in one day. The key with this conjunction is to just pace yourself, right? and honor your body and your mind when it's either telling you to move or to rest because with Virgo you know we're talking about the sixth house it's it's uh how our daily habits and choices impact our subconscious emotions and mental health so it's like don't try to try to get ahead of it before it's too late don't wait until you're already fatigued to be like hmm what went wrong? Oh, yeah, I completely exhausted myself. Like, try to get ahead of it because Virgo, once it starts, it doesn't really stop. You know, it 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 gets so focused on the details that it just continues. You know, you can pick apart details for days. So just be mindful um, of getting ahead of that energy is really what I have for Wednesday. So what is your take on, on Wednesday's energy and the conjunction um, in the tarot? Yes, so on Wednesday with Mercury and Virgo conjuncting Mars and Virgo, this is a really great energy that is available to us on Wednesday, right, which is a, the day of the week ruled by Mercury. So there's even clearer communication, I feel, from Mercury um, and this conjunction, this transit, and how we can analyze and plan our legacies, okay? And I think this is a great way to kind of preface us as a collective with Virgo energy before Sunday, because um, I just think that it's really strong. Like as Nikki mentioned, like it's even though, you know, it's just the sun is not involved with this transit specifically, it's really strong energy that we're all going to feel. So get very honest and organized today is what I can say, what my advice would be. Get very honest with yourself and be organized today. Make some type of list, okay? If you're not someone that usually writes things down, that you're always going off the dome, right? But then you always forget stuff make a list, okay? If you've not been taking care of your nutrition and eating correctly, eat healthy, maybe eat healthy all day, maybe do a detox for your digestive system, okay? Um, use your planner today. Look at your planner and see what you have for the week, what you have for the day. Make a list of the top three things you want to get done because as Nikki mentioned, you don't want to feel like this energy is kind of um, draining you or making you feel overwhelmed. And the best way to deal with Virgo energy is to just do the work. Like you can't avoid it. Like if you avoid doing certain work, what's it gonna do? Continue to build up, right? 
And especially with this earth energy being in feminine, you're going to feel it emotionally on a deeper scale, right? As you keep suppressing those things that you need to do. So use your planner if it's been empty this whole year, open up to the, to the last week of August and write out some plans for yourself to end out coming into the sun, which is gonna enter Virgo for the end of this week, okay? Um, also calendars, right? Color coat your calendar, make it fun for yourself. If you're like, if you look at nutrition, if you look at health, if you look at organization in very dull and boring ways, of course, you're not going to want to do it. So make it fun for yourself, right? You can make organization fun. You can make being organized like a good thing. Oh my goodness, it feels so amazing that my room is clean, right? So do these types of things. Work on your business, right? Clean your house or clean the space that you do most work in, in an office at home, perhaps, um, so that more positive energy can flow in that space. Even go into a state of internal reflection with this helmet card. Go into a state of that internal reflection and research yourself, right? Analyze yourself, do an analysis of self on this day to see what actions you can possibly take, right? Sudden actions of organization to help you move towards a certain plan, okay? Um, also reading a book or learning something today, okay? But just clean house. Think about cleaning house internally and externally. That's going to be perfect today, right? Especially because of Virgo, Virgo season, literally being around the corner, what habits and what actions have to go, right? What needs to go so that you can get more on track and organized with who you see your future self being? What do you, where do you want to be five years from now? Where do you want to be 10 years from now? And what daily mundane actions are you taking to work towards them, right? Definitely going to revisit those questions once we get to the sun entering Virgo on Sunday, um, but that's just a little taste though, right? And then this is only a preface for you actually feeling that energy, right? So be mindful that this will be felt by the collective, um, but that's all I have to say for this transit. Let's go ahead and get into Thursday with Uranus retrograde. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I love that we were talking about the, the collective and how we're facing these transits. Cause I, I feel that about Uranus being retrograde this week. I wrote that into my notes about how child damn near every outer planet is retrograde right now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Let's see. Right. I'm like, <laughs> Wow, I was really re reflecting on that because if y'all go to, um, I use AstroSeek sometimes when I look at the, when I do my notes for AstroT because you can, it has this really great feature other apps have it too, but if you're if you want to look on your computer or desktop or laptop, um, it has a really cool feature where you can move the chart either day by day, hour by hour, year by year, you know, damn near 18, 27 years at a time with one click. So it's really cool. You can customize what you can do and it helps you see the story. Cause remember, none of these events are happening in isolation. I'll talk about that a little bit more uh when we talk about Sunday's energy um, with the full moon and Aquarius. None of these things exists on their own as singular things. We're always looking at the relationship between planets, how they all move, how are they interacting with each other, right? What season are we in? It's a time and season for everything. So, you know, as we look at Uranus 
joining the rest of the outer planets um, going retrograde, it's time for us to really reflect on what does this all mean? You know, having Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, right? The things that they they symbolize, the signs that they're currently in, where these energies are, are in our charts, right? For those of us who live in the U.S., pulling up the U.S.'s natal chart and seeing where are these energies being amplified in the U.S.'s chart to see like what the hell is, is going on and what's going to continue going on as we close out the year. Because again, a lot of these cycles are ending in December, October to December, you know, towards the to the later part of the year. I also forgot to mention Pluto is retrograde right now. So a lot of the major players that have to do with our collective consciousness and generational, um, I'll say patterns and timelines are, you know, a little fuzzy right now. They're getting shaken up with these retrogrades. So let's get into it, right? What we'll be experiencing with Uranus retrograde is, like I said, on a collective societal level, because it is an outer planet. Right now, it's currently in Taurus, which is in its fall, right? Which means if you can think of like some speakers, right, blasting music, when a planet is in its fall, it's like turning the volume all the way down, right? It's not able to be amplified and to do its, its, calling right and it's work to the best of our ability so not only is uranus already kind of like turned down in a, in taurus but now we're going to shake things up and reverse the the trajectory of uranus which is very fitting to to uranus energy which is about sudden and unexpected shifts so um think about it the reason why uranus is in its fall in taurus is because taurus is fixed earth right we're dealing with a planet that's about sudden unexpected shifts and changes and abrupt transformation and chaos but then we got you know we have it in a sign that's not really it's it's immovable not only is its modality like fixed, right? But its element is earth. Both of those things are very rigid, very slow moving, very sturdy, very stable. And so this retrograde is adding some fuel and momentum to this slow moving sign of Taurus. And for this transit, I really focused on what this could possibly mean for the collective. And what I see is pay attention to headlines that talk about sudden changes in the value of things. Some things that I wrote down, you know, gas prices, inflation, the cost of goods and services, um, money shortages, which right now, you know, I don't know if y'all know this, but there's a national coin shortage here in the US. So things like that, Taurus literally rules currency and coins and dollar bills. So I find that already interesting that we're, we're in that space right now. Um, changes also coming from Wall Street in regards to cryptocurrency, right? Especially with Saturn being in Aquarius right now, we're having restrictions and uh, things that we access with technology. So that could also be a possibility with Uranus going retrograde in Taurus. And then also I was thinking about headlines that have to do with natural disasters or accidents in nature, especially uh, earthquakes, landslides, volcanoes, right? These Tor Taurian-like <laughs> structures in our geography that don't really move. They're sturdy, they're immovable. You're not expecting a volcano to erupt, 
right? You're not expecting mudslides, landslides, you know, all these things that we think are seemingly immovable may be movable, right? Now with Uranus going retrograde. So pay attention to those things. And of course, you know, be mindful if you're going out in nature. Um, and lastly, Uranus and Taurus is a key time to really get serious about two things, financial autonomy and food autonomy, or more broadly, resource autonomy, right? With finances, it's about multiple streams of income. Try to get some of those to be passive streams of income. Um, transitioning to a better, more aligned job, especially one where you feel valued for what it is that you contribute getting your resources organized. And then on the side of food or resource autonomy, knowing what's in your food, where does it come from? Buying local produce, buying produce that's in season. That's super important, y'all, especially for nutritional value. Um, think about, just think about the logic of importing um, produce that is out of season. You know, are you in alignment with the times if you're trying to eat? You know, I understand we all have cravings, but try, I think the different seasons, especially if you're somewhere like, you know, I'm currently in New Jersey right now where we experience all four seasons, there's beauty in, in being aligned with the time, whether it's like root vegetables or you got right now, it's like tomato season here. You know, there's specific reasons why we should be adding these foods to our diets at particular times in the year. So getting um, all of the produce that's in season right now before, again, we, I, I don't know why I keep like feeling this feeling of like before cold and flu season, you know, as much as we can prevent um, get ready now. And part of that is being in alignment with what's in season when it comes to our food. So lastly, um, Uranus going retrograde is going to give you a give us a preview of why these things are so important. We also may see food shortages as well. Um, whether or not that like naturally, there's no food, oh my god, everyone's panicking. But oh, you know, this is, uh, you know, even for example, like coconuts, I've been looking for coconuts, damn near everywhere, every supermarket, and it's so impossible to find. That's a sign it's out of alignment, it's out of season, focus on something that's abundant and plentiful. If you can start planting seeds, literally planting seeds to plant your own seeds in your house, whatever you can grow on your own property, on your own land that you can guarantee is free of pesticides and other things is really great for us now in Uranus and Taurus. It's about getting clarity and the retrograde is going to shake things up and show us why gaining stability in these areas is going to be so important at both a individual and collective level. And that is about it. You know, it's about it's a time to be methodical to lay the groundwork for when Uranus goes direct. And it's also I, uh, I was called to say it's about interconnectedness as well. I'll talk about this again on Sunday. I know I keep saying that, but it's really about two things simultaneously working on our individual person so that we know who we are, what we want, what we need, what we bring to the table, but it's also understanding none of us can stand alone. And a part of Uranus and Taurus is just unconventional ways of um, acquiring and securing resources. So certain things like 
community gardens are going to be, I think, much more popular as we move on, you know, through the next few years of Uranus being in Taurus, um, things like that, your community, who are these people and how can you share resources together to make more resources to have an abundance. So it's about standing alone, of course, and knowing yourself as an individual, but it's also on relying on your communities for help. So um, that is what I have for Thursday. And what does this look like in the tarot with Uranus going retrograde? Oh my goodness, so many gems in what you said. Like my mind is literally just like still processing everything you said, especially about buying produce in season. I love that you said that. And like all those charts that you can just find on Google where it tells you, you know, like what's what fruit and veggies are in season. Definitely check those out, guys. I was seeing pictures of those as you were speaking, Nikki. So I really feel like that's so important for us to do, especially with the shortages that you mentioned as well. And one other thing, there was a earthquake, like a 14, like a really significant earthquake in Haiti yesterday. And one thing that kind of reminded me of is before these transits happen, guys, you may feel the energy of it, or you may see some of the things that we speak about from a couple of days before, right? While the energy is, is kind of settling, right? In that actual position. So um, that was really interesting as well, how you mentioned volcanoes, landslides, earthquakes. And I was like, yeah, we had one yesterday in Haiti and, you know, um, sending love and peace to all of the family, anyone that is listening to this, that has experienced anything from this earthquake. And, you know, let's do our best to give back to the communities, right? Um, but let's get into the transit in terms of the tarot. So with Uranus going in retrograde in the energy of Taurus, this is the full um, in reverse in the Hierophant energy. And for Taurus in the tarot, this is also represented by the King of Pentacles. So um, I really love how you took like a collective um, approach with all the information. It was so, so helpful. And I feel like it's great in the contrast that I took more of a personal perspective on it. So we're covering both bases for this transit, guys. How are you preventing a needed leap of faith or the energy of spontaneity in your life due to stubborn stagnancy, right? The fool in the reverse is possibly staying in households that are draining to you and possibly stressful. These situations and environments could be holding you back from a much needed reset that you may want to have because the fool represents zero, right? Taking a leap of faith into something that is new for you, starting from the bottom, literally at zero, right? So how can these situations, environments be holding you back from having that much needed reset, from starting back at, at zero that you may want to have right now in your life? so that you can reinforce what? Your self-value. Value is strictly tied to Taurus, as Nikki mentioned, right? So your worth and your ability to balance your life, okay? How are situations and environments holding you back from your ability to incite your worth and that ability for you to have balance, right? With the number two. During this transit, I think we should really spend time in nature, right? Or with earthly objects. So 
while Uranus is in retrograde, spend a bit more time outside connecting. I love what you said, Nikki. Again, I'm going to say it in terms of the season and what you guys should be connecting to with your produce. If you can't get to the park, if you can't do all of these things out in nature, that's fine. But eating fruits and vegetables that are growing during the season is a great way for you to connect with the earth, right? So definitely look up those lists. But crystals, any rocks that you feel um, called to, right? Any plants that you want to beautify your space with flowers during this time and reflect on how you can be more committed, more fixed to the leader that you know is inside of you, right? Because Taurus is a fixed energy. So tap into your king of pentacles energy. Ask yourself, what does abundance mean to me? What does abundance mean to you? Reflect on what would your answer be if I was actually asking you that question, right? So tap into that king of pentacles energy. What does abundance mean to you, okay? What vision do you have of your legacy? Have you even thought about having a legacy or creating a legacy? What vision do you have of that, right? That has not been entirely realized, perhaps. You're still working, right? You're still going towards it. You're still plowing the land after you've planted those seeds, right? So what vision do you have of your legacy that you haven't completely realized on this physical plane, on the earthly realm? And how can you be more fixed in your movement to get there? Um, I definitely love how you brought up using those unconventional ways of acquiring resources, Nikki. That's gonna be a really great key to you taking advantage of this retrograde period because we're gonna be in it when the fall season hits, guys, okay? So I really um, appreciate the fact that you also mentioned the prices of gas, the inflation, like goods and services. Be mindful of all of these things, but also how you're drawing them to you based on what abundance means to you. So tap into your King of Pentacles energy. I love this Uranus retrograde transit happening this week, right before the sun enters Virgo. So the earth signs are standing up, making noise. We are here. Okay, Leo, we love you. But the, sh the sun can only shine on the earth, right? This close for so long. Okay, so let's get into Friday with the moon and Venus and Libra. Yes, and before we do that, I just want to reset the room real quick. I noticed that we have some new listeners with us today, and welcome, y'all, to Astro Tea. If you resonate with us, give us a follow, follow our club so you can get notifications on when we create rooms. And hand raising is off right now because we usually just go through the transits before we open it up for conversation, but you can raise your hand when we're done at the end and come up on stage if you have any questions or anything to add, or you can send us a DM through the little paper airplane icon that you see in the bottom right hand of your Clubhouse app. If there's anything that you want us to stop or clarify or to answer uh, while we're speaking. So that's why uh, hand raising is off for now. That's how we do things here on Astro T. But thank y'all for joining us. So let us continue on to Friday, August 20th with the moon and Aquarius is going to be trining Venus and Libra. And I love this energy. I don't know why this transit just made me really happy. Yes. And 
because we have this air trying right these air signs and I kind of always I forget sometimes you know that Aquarius and Libra energy are, are related in that way they seem so different to me uh, in their motivations and what they want and how they go about things but these are two air signs that are very that can that can see things eye to eye and can really resonate with each other and so with Aquarius it's fixed air and Libra is cardinal air so Libra is the initiating of possibilities and Aquarius is like determined on the fact that there's always another way there's always another perspective there's always a different route to take you know so both energies can resonate on the idea of you know heightened intelligence mental processes you know re-envisioning what it is that we see you know right in front of us which for like earth stellium is is kind of hard so i appreciate air energy for always keeping things light keeping things fresh having a little breeze flowing you know at all times so with this relationship between aquarius and libra it's all about attractiveness and I don't mean physical attractiveness just because we're talking about Libra. I think it's, I'm talking about the caliber of person that we are that therefore makes other people and other opportunities and frequencies attracted to us. You know, there's people that they may not be, so to speak, a conventionally attractive person, but how they carry themselves, who they are, how they treat people, that makes them extremely appealing and attractive to, to be around, you know? So that's what I'm talking about. It's attractiveness and processes right and so this is kind of like a beautiful dance between two different air signs whereas and especially having venus and libra which is at home in this energy it's all about initiating partnerships you know romantic friendship business anything that pertains to the seventh house and libra loves to relate to people because the goal is for Libra to be able to know, to get to like know themselves and to utilize these connections, to be able to know themselves better and to see themselves for who they are. You know, the seventh house, which is where Libra naturally is traditionally in the zodiac, is opposite the first house, um, which is the house of self of who we are. So it's almost like Libra grows and learns about self through how their relationships function as mirrors, right? That's the goal. But what happens is that more often than not, Libra gets stuck in the energy of codependence, you know, and relying too heavily on others for their sense of self. And Venus and Libra really appreciates harmony, peace, people getting along, people feeling heard and being, being fairly represented. But in that process, sometimes neglects the need for their own type of balance and justice for the sake of the people around them, the people that they love and the people that are close to them. So this moon here in Aquarius is acting like a supportive and thoughtful friend, right? This isn't like don't think of it as someone coming and yelling and dragging you, but it's more with this trine energy. It's a supportive call to be like, hey, friend, are you taking care of yourself today? You know, it's like a little, it's like a cute little voice. I'm imagining like this blue little cartoon. It's like peaceful and, you know, calm. And it's like, hey, friend, like, did you take care of yourself today? Like, how did you compromise your needs? How did you compromise your values today? Like, why are you doing that? You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it doesn't, it feels more like a loving reminder for us to have a healthy degree of separation in our relationships to keep them cohesive and not codependent.
right? Both people and, and how do we push ourselves and our partners and like our, our other halves, whether it's our friend, our parent, our partner, whoever the other person is in these relationships, oftentimes codependency is due to a fear of like, oh shit, well, if I let you go too far, you might not come back, you know, you might not come back. You might get a little lost in the sauce. You might not come back home, but it's how do we give, how do we extend that trust and that freedom? This is also, I'm a Sag Venus. So I'm, com- <laughs> I'm coming from that perspective of like, how do we give those people that freedom and that trust to know the world is their oyster, but this is what they're choosing to come back to. I think sometimes Libra can be codependent because they just want to be so close. They want to maintain these relationships and they feel like the person also not having a strong sense of self will contribute to the relationship um, going, right? But we're here to work on healthy relationships, you know, where people can feel like they're bringing their full selves and still being able to really relate to people that they love. So this transit is really about how can we lovingly take time for ourselves emotionally to maintain our sense of self and we can encourage our loved ones to do the same. This is a great place for us to start to reflect and get clarity on before we're fully immersed in Libra season where we're really going to be motivated to put our relationships on the forefront. So that's what I'm getting with Friday's energy, with the astrology, and what does this look like in the tarot with this trine? Yes, so with this energy happening, um, with the moon in Aquarius trining Venus in Libra on Friday, uh, in the tarot, this is a seven of swords representing the moon in Aquarius trining the empress in justice, and Libra also represents the queen of swords in the tarot. So I really um want to emphasize today venus is going into libra guys today later on today venus is going to be entering libra so we're going to be experiencing this energy of venus and libra starting later on today tonight this evening and going into the early hours of monday but some of you may realize that the most beautiful option next week friday during this transit the most beautiful option is to remove yourself from that living situation or that relationship or that group that you're perhaps associated with because it or they don't share that new perception that you have after a mental upgrade that you may have undergone, right? Especially before Friday next week. So this seven of swords is done with the lies. The seven of swords in my deck is done with lies, done with deception, and ready to move forward towards environments where relationship dynamics feel more fair, right? Let's get into the justice of relationships. Is it balanced? Is it fair, right? So this is what this energy is helping you to see. This trine is giving you the opportunity to see this energy flowing back and forward, seeing the the partnership dynamic between these energies and unlocking a different perspective, right? So how can you, how can you express yourself, right? And your ideas more abundantly while building your empire, right? In a way that has reverence for your divine feminine. That's something I do want to make as a caveat point here, okay? 
and I'll run that back. Run that back, Holiday. That shit ain't right. Yeah, I needed a little run back of that myself. Yeah, yeah. Get that shit wet, right? Run that back, okay? In my Nicki Minaj voice. All right. So, how can you express? Okay, let me go back a little bit further. Moving forward, right in those relationships where relationship dynamics need to feel fair, you can express your ideas more abundantly while also building a prosperous empire that has that reverence for divine feminine. When you have an empire, it needs to be acknowledging both the masculine and feminine, right? So some of you may be in environments where feminine energy is not acknowledged. And for my divine feminine representatives, this may be very stifling to you and your creative abilities, right? And your creative expression, because you're in an environment where you feel in a sense, trapped and unable to express that energy, right, of yourself. So some of you could be in environments where feminine energy is not acknowledged, not expressed by yourself or other people in the environment. People are very, you know, masculine. They're very aggressive. You may get into a lot of arguments, right? The energy, feminine energy may not be respected. When you do cry, when you do share your emotions, shut that up, right? Men don't cry, right? Tough tatas, whatever, but the feminine energy may not be respected, okay? And you're at the part in your journey right now, beloved, where you are bringing the feminine and masculine energies into harmony so that you can build a prosperous empire for yourself. Okay, so allow this energy to flow and communicate if necessary with this air energy, with this Aquarian and Libra energy, even if it's just writing in your journal or doing some type of blog post to express that feminine aspect of yourself. If you're not speaking directly or having a conversation directly, which I would also recommend being open to having conversations if that is able to be done on a day like today, okay, to have those conversations directly about relationship dynamics that you don't feel are fair, that you don't feel bring justice to your life, okay, that you feel are really um, laced in lies and deceit, okay, so allow this energy to flow, allow it to communicate, so if you're not able to talk to these people or the the person that's coming to mind as I'm speaking about this, do a journal um, post, right? Write in your journal, get it out that way with air energy. This is this also rules words, right? Words are swords. So write some words down on a piece of paper. Do a blog post if you're someone that wants to type it out, right? If you're not speaking and having those conversations. But regardless, know this, you deserve justice. So welcome justice in your life and reap the increased beauty and love that you see in your environment as a result of you welcoming that energy of justice in your life. If you constantly keep swiping down opportunities for you to welcome in more fairness and balance in your relationships, how do you ever expect to experience them in your reality? Okay, so as you welcome more justice in your life, you'll be able to reap a more increased, more increased love in partnerships and relationships, and also more beauty and abundance with the Venusian energy in Libra, right? So let's get into Saturday. That's all I'm seeing for the transit on Friday. Um, but let's get into Saturday. I think it was so beautiful how you were saying the justice and fairness in our relationships, because the fact that Libra in the seventh house 
talks about like business contracts and like business partnerships and how, you know, when I look at romantic relationships, at least I see the trifecta of the fifth house, which is like the romance aspect, the eighth house, which is the intimacy and transformation and ability to grow and be renewed with this person. But then the seventh house is like the partnership aspect that it's like a a contractual agreement that it's like, yeah, why are you signing yourself up for a contract where you're getting the short end of the stick? If you wouldn't do that for a alone <laughs> you know what i'm saying like dang this interest rate is a little too high for me I, i'm not really getting what i need out of it why are you willing to do that and shortchange yourself in relationships so i really like that you yes made that connection between libra and like relationships and yeah the because literally with the energy of libra that represents the queen of swords so it's the queen of swords has been through pain. The queen of swords was possibly verbally abused, right? In order to reach that status of being a queen, you have to work your way up, right? You have had experiences of not feeling like the queen, but it's about embracing opportunities for you to be more mature and nurturing when you're communicating to clear up any fog in how you're coming across with your ideas and what you see as justice right um just wanted to add that little caveat but um yeah thanks yeah no that was great i really resonated with that so moving on to saturday the 21st of august we have the moon in aquarius is going to be squaring uranus and taurus which is again now retrograde at this point and the relationship between aquarius and taurus is all about virtue and expression so i really started to think about you know notions of quote unquote wrong and right and how they are so 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 complex varied coded and how it takes true presence and discernment for us to navigate what the best option for us is to take, especially when what is best for you and your self-worth and integrity is at odds with what is beneficial for the collective or what the collective is telling you you should do or, you know, oh, think about everybody else and the greatest good for the greatest number of people, right? In the square, there's tension, there's conflict in these two separate ideas, you know? Taurus is known for being stubborn, but I also really value Taurus energy. It's funny, I value, um, I value Taurus energy because it's very principled, you know, that's something that people don't talk about Taurus energy. It's principled and stand, it stands firm in one's morals and convictions, which sometimes people see as stubborn. And, and I, I've seen it too. I've seen the stubborn side of Taurus. You really cannot get a Taurus to move if they don't want to. But it's also like they're very grounded in their conviction. It's fixed earth, like we were talking about earlier. It's stable, it's sturdy. It's It gives us... Um, insight into what like moral absolutes are i think there are certain universal like moral absolutes and i feel like we can get that type of moral high ground from from taurus you know what is really important how do we preserve our our integrity so the moon in aquarius is asking us you know perhaps if we need an emotional break from the collective 
especially, especially, especially social media, as we navigate what is the best course of action for our life, even if those things that we want and desire aren't conventional, especially if they're not conventional, right? What would your life look like if you weren't embodying or chasing other people's goals, lifestyles, right? we call it inspiration, right? Oh, I'm just, I'm just looking at this hashtag on Instagram. You know, I'm looking at the nails hashtag, for example, to find my next little, you know, nail design. Or I'm looking at the braids hashtag to find my next style. You know, we call it inspiration. But if you think about it, um, our hair, our clothes, our makeup, our quote unquote, our hashtag relationship goals, our music tastes, our food, you know, oh, what restaurants we want to try. A lot of this is influenced by social media. You know, it's influenced by who we follow. That's how things become uh, part of our awareness and get manifested in our like attend the things we're paying attention to. Right. So if our whole life is quote unquote inspired by, you know, in other words, influenced by social media, how is that fitting into our natal chart? You know what I'm saying? Are you trying to make things fit that just don't belong there? Um, you know, you're looking at the cookie cutter, you know, uh, get married, have kids, you know, white picket fence, you know, all these things, a traditional quote unquote American dream. What if that doesn't fit in your life? You know, what if you have, let's say, for example, a packed 12th house energy, that really means you need to get out of your hometown, like 600 miles away from where you were born and see the world to, in order to learn about yourself, in order to get spiritual clarity, you know what I mean? And direction, like, you know what I'm saying? But, but you're so focused on, oh, I need to have this zip code. Oh, I need to be able to live in this area of the city. And I need to be able to flex on these people and da, 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 da. When that's not the life that you should be living but because you're so focused on social media to gain your sense of um stability um you you are not living in alignment you know so it really um that's what really what this transit is bringing up for me it's like how do we need emotional detachment in order to get back to what it is that we need to be building because somewhere along the way we've been taking in narratives that don't fit for our higher self and our calling. So this is what this transit um, to me is about, taking some time to unplug and let us not limit our goals and our desires to what we know or have seen, you know, especially on social media. Dream a bigger, different dream that is unique to your um, higher purpose and calling. So that's what I'm getting for Saturday. And this ties really beautifully into what we have to share for Sunday, which, you know, is I'm just, I keep building up to Sunday. I'm really excited. So uh, before we get to Sunday, what does this look like in the tarot? Yeah. So in the tarot on Saturday with the moon in Aquarius squaring off with Uranus in retro in Taurus. Um, this in the tarot was a seven of swords squaring the fool in reverse in the Hierophant energy. And Uranus also, or sorry, Taurus also represents the king of pentacles energy. So the seven of swords is mentally bringing up situations where sneaky lies, deceit, and spying has been done because when the moon is in Aquarius, it's activating that third deacon of Aquarius, right? So with it, with this energy coming from that third deacon where the moon reveals the dark side of those fears, deception, and mystery, 
exactly what you said, Nikki, this could be something where it's like, it's keeping you back from what is actually in your natal chart, what your actual journey is, right? It can be so much fear and deception and mystery to the point of point of paralysis, right? So what is your mentality behind the current shift that is being made in your life right now? And with Taurus being the ruler of Aquarius, right? Um, where the, the moon is, right? Of that Aquarian energy that the moon is in. And with Uranus being in retrograde, deceptive communication could resurface that possibly brings up arguments is what I was seeing. Because with squares, you do have that possibility of it happening in this realm, right? It being a physical experience. So on this day, be mindful of those things. It may not be the best day to make unexpected changes or be stubborn about committing to mature habits that will allow you to leave more of a unique and futuristic legacy on the earth. But one thing I did want to say is when you mentioned taking a break from social media, I kind of went back in my diary. And that's around the time, the last time that the moon was in Aquarius before this week coming up, that's when I took a detox from social media was around the time that um, the moon was last in Aquarius and my moon is natally in Aquarius. So I literally took, yeah. And so like, I took time to really detach from social media for the entire time. And literally this week is the first week that I've come back and something I did notice as well. And, um, I would love to hear more about this on Sunday with the full moon in Aquarius, Nikki, but just about a lot of people within the spiritual community taking time to detox from social media. In my personal experience, coming back to social media, I did notice that a few other people that are involved in the same tribe as myself were also taking you know, a respite. They were taking a vacation like the same time I was, and then we came back around the same time as well. So be mindful of this seven of swords energy as it's happening for Saturday and definitely for the full moon tomorrow in terms of any deceit that you can remove when it comes to how you look at online and social media engagement and what you internally uh, reflect on uh, in terms of your self-communication that you have internally, right? Because the, the moon is shining a light on those deep fears, right? The dark side, the, the things that are on the inside that you don't really share with other people, right? What is your real intention? Look at your drive and the intention for why you're doing things mentally. What is my, what is my mindset on why I'm doing this, right? Analyze that process. And I feel like when the moon is transiting Aquarius, it will help you to process where you may need to detach, right? Instead of just doing it, because you feel overwhelmed with certain uh, energies that you don't really want to feel. And so you just, you know, remove yourself from it. So that's what I'm seeing for Saturday's transit. Uh, let's get into this full moon and the sun enters, okay. Who really did, Ariel? Okay, okay, yep. Sun enters Virgo on Sunday. Yes, so we decided for sake of time, y'all, that we're gonna 
divide and conquer Sunday. Uh, I'm going to focus a little bit more on the full moon in Aquarius that we got going on. And Empress is going to talk about the sun ingressing into Virgo since that is her natal sun placement. So let's get into this full moon in Aquarius, which is again, um, full moons are naturally opposite the sun at that, uh, the sun and the sign that it's in at that time. So this full moon in Aquarius is going to be opposite the sun in Leo. So over the past few months, especially during the summer months, we've been talking a lot about the relationship between the collective and then our individual life and personhood, right? We've been talking about that a lot. We talked about it kind of just now, especially with the squares, you know, between Aquarius and Taurus. But anytime that we brought up Leo, we've, we've really brought it up in, um, relationship and contrast to Aquarian energy, which is really, really important. And I'll get into that in a minute. Why? So this is a really, really great time to release, right? If you do nothing more on this day is to release all that you've been holding on to when it comes to what others are doing, what's going on in the world, what other people expect from you. Oh, you know, the greatest good for the greatest number. I understand. And not saying that we don't have a duty to society, um, you know, and doing our part um, in the greater collective. Saturn is all about responsibility and I think that all of us being incarnated into this world we have some type of earthly responsibility but at the same time that's not our job that's not our singular job our job is ascension and our job is alignment and the rest is honestly noise and distraction so how can we limit distraction so like for myself for example I became such a happier person after I stopped watching the news y'all and don't get me wrong like I don't say completely under like a rock you know because I, I think certain things are important especially as I'm studying more about astrology I like to see how okay Uranus and Taurus boom this headline okay this is how this is connected you know this type of aspect boom this headline okay that's how this is connected but in terms of religiously watching the news right think about it y'all think about when you watched a scary movie as a kid and then that night you went to sleep and you had nightmares right that's a very tangible concrete observable uh, example of how the things that we consume program our subconscious, right? But let's say, for example, just because you didn't have a nightmare that night, did those, did that movie not kind of program your subconscious? No, it just didn't manifest tangibly. But everything that we consume on a day-to-day -day basis is internally being absorbed by our subconscious. So being very intentional with what we're um, consuming, especially in forms of technology, and that could be anything, music, movies, TV, you know, whatever. Um, it, how is that creating an opposition from Leo, right? Center, self, willpower, executing what it is that we're supposed to do in this lifetime. It's about us. How are we taking the stage? And instead, we're giving that power away of, oh, yes, how do you fit? In society, I understand that, but society is also comprised of unique individuals or else you just got robots. What makes us any different from robots if we're only operating from an Aquarian perspective and we lose the Leo part? You know what I'm saying? So 
today um, is a great day to do a solar plexus chakra meditation so that you can gain clarity on who you are as an individual so you can move forward in clarity about how then until then after you know thyself how do you then show up in the world and deal with the collective that is honestly never going to fully approve of your life and your decisions right and that reminds me of a story that my mom used to tell me when I was a kid about this older man and his grandson and they had a donkey and I don't know why, but they were on some long journey, y'all. And they had to stop through a whole bunch of different towns on their journey. And so on the first in the first town that they crossed through, the grandfather was like, you know, uh, grandson, you can sit on the donkey and rest and I'll walk like I'll walk on the side. And the town people are like, oh, my God, look at this young, able bodied boy making his frail grandpa walk like, oh, my God, that's terrible. So then they're like, you're right. So they took the boy off the donkey they put the grandpa on the donkey oh and then they walked through the next town where then the next town was like oh my god look at this um this grandfather making his young little grandson walk so they're like damn all right we'll both get on the donkey and they're like oh my god the next time they're like look at how they're abusing this poor donkey they got a whole ass grandfather and grandson on this donkey this is animal abuse da, da, da. so then they got off the donkey they're like you know what we'll both just walk on either side of the donkey then the next town is like dang this is so efficient this is what animals are for you're just both walking this don't make no sense and so i say that to say regardless of the context, you're going to have people disapproving with how you live your life, the decisions that you make, how you choose to put your will out there into the universe. People aren't always going to agree. So this new, this full moon in Aquarius is all about releasing those social norms and conventions and expectations. And my last point about this is that it's this is more than just the moon and Aquarius, right? And it's about the access of Aquarius and Leo. Um, because if we're releasing the Aquarius energy on this full moon, it's to create space for the imposing energy, which is Leo, and that's the self. And I feel like uh popular like pop culture astrology that's why sun sign astrology is so dangerous because as when we live in this like rugged individualism like corporate capitalist you know society people think it's okay to take planets out of context but nothing is out of context when it comes to astrology. It's not just the full moon in Leo. It's what is aspecting it. Because, you know, we'll have a full moon in Leo, what, at least once a year, twice a year. But everyone is different because what is it aspecting? What it, you know, Leo is always the opposite. Are there planets in Leo? Are there planets square to it? Are there planets trying to it? Are there planets sextile to it? What is the story? And I feel like astrology nowadays has tried to push this narrative oh we stand alone oh we're just on our own we're just ourselves but we're so much uh, a part of a larger cosmic plan that again just a reminder it's never about the singular planetary event it's not just another full moon in aquarius it is how is it interconnected to everything else going on in the sky and what are the lessons that we can take from it and how does that symbolize real life you know to an extent it's we have to get that leo clarity to know ourselves but how do we function in relationships how we how, and relating you know we can relate to a tree we can relate to a blade of grass we can relate to a bird we can relate to a child we can relate to an old person we can relate to everything that is around us we're not just you know uh 
a one man island kind of thing, you know, that's not true. Um, and a lot of that is this like individualistic capitalist programming that we get about, oh, you don't need other people, relationships are not, you know, they're holding you back. A lot of that is just to make you productive to make other people wealthy. So, but anyways, we gonna, we're not gonna get into my, my rants about corporate capitalism, but <laughs> right, right. That is what I have for y'all on Sunday with this full moon coming up. And it's just beautiful. It's a it's a really great time for us to to let go. I think it's just letting go, you know, with the between the fear mongering and the news and hearing uh, other people's opinions, especially as it comes to the vaccine, you know, people really trying to force their opinions on however you stand on this issue. It's a great time to just release and get clarity on what is it that you want and desire and then execute a game plan to make that happen. So that's what I have in terms of the full moon, but I really, really want to hear about the sun going into Virgo as we close out the week. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love everything about that transit that you just spoke about. It's so needed for us to know for the moon in Aquarius. If you don't do anything else, release, right? That was literally like yelling from the mountaintops. If you don't do anything else, release. All right. But uh, also happening next week, Sunday, the sun is entering Virgo. So happy, happy solar return. Happy birthday to all the Virgos listening to this that are in the building. This is your sis, Empress Lazuli. And it's our it's our time this for this year, right? For 2021. So for the sun entering in Virgo, this is the eight of pentacles in the tarot. So this is all about putting in work. And when I was thinking, when I was literally building up to start speaking and unmute, um, ASAP Ferg paid me a visit in my head talking about put in work, put him in the dirt. I was like, what? Okay. So put in work this season, right? While the sun is in Virgo. And uh, when I thought of put them in the dirt, it wasn't putting people in the dirt. It's plant your seeds, put your seeds in the dirt so that you can like get to work on tending to them, right? If you haven't already with some of those seeds, some of those ideas, some of those new beginnings that you may want to have in your life. So when the sun enters Virgo on Sunday, okay, the sun is at a time to address those mundane daily habits that will provide the results that you have in your world right now. So the sun obviously represents self-expression and being able to embody truth, right? And then Virgo is an off sign. So this is the sun going into that energy of persistence, of being able to be patient with yourself, being practical. Practicality comes in daily routine and daily habits, right? Now with it coming into Virgo, because Virgo is an off sign, this is is about your integrity, right? So the sun is shining. You're able to express yourself in an integral way that is of service, right? And Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So Mercury as a planet represents your ability to think, your ability to learn, your ability to communicate and network, social media, mail, talking, arguing, right? 
Mercury is that communicative process. And then all of this is happening in that sixth house energy on the zodiac wheel because Volga represents the sixth house. So this is about establishing a foundation, about being more serious with your health, your daily life, and those details, okay? So the eight of pentacles in the tarot representing the sun entering Volgo is focused on what needs to be done every day to get to a goal. So Virgo season, you, you will definitely feel like being of more service to yourself, but also to humanity, right? And if you've been relaxing, if you've taken this Leo season, if you've embraced the lion energy in a way that has you relaxing like a lion on Pride Rock, right? In Africa somewhere, chilling, right? I was with you when I was doing that social media detox. We were chilling together, okay? But if you've been relaxing during Leo season, like that line on Pride Rock this summer, okay? Be mindful. Virgo is still in summer season. Virgo is the mutable energy that helps us to change into fall. But we're still very much in summer season while Virgo season is hitting, right? So this energy will help you get diligent and focused so that you can organize a plan and be able to stay on track with healthy routines. How many times since January have you tried to implement more of a, a healthy workout routine or eating better, right? And not been able to stick with it. This energy is a great time to try again. Dust yourself off. Dust yourself off and try again. You can pick it up and try again, try again. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so try again. Dust yourself off. This is the season for you to get back on the horse, get back organized, right? This also could have you paying so much attention to detail. Okay, I'm not going to lie. This energy could also have some of you guys playing so close, um, so much attention to the details of things that you want creative activities to be perfect. Like, I'm not going to share this and be of service until it's perfect. I'm not going to launch my new business during this entire season because I have to have it perfect, right? And don't get stuck in that state of perfectionism. Focus on your intention for the creation. What is your intention on why are you being of service? Focus on that, right? Instead of wanting things to be perfect in its presentation, focus on being more of service. Set the intention to be of more service with your creation to help prevent that, okay? Apologies if you hear my dopamine in the background. But um, the, for this, for example, right? Instead of getting caught up on the perfect amount of lighting for a picture that you want to post on your Instagram, why are you posting it? Okay, you've taken 10 pictures now and you've gotten a good angle. One of them is doable to add a filter on there and post but you're caught up to trying to take the perfect picture. Take a step back and think, why am I posting this picture of my smoothie? It's because I want to um, communicate with everyone in the collective that it's great to make healthy choices, right? So get back to your why of the intention of what the action, the work that you're putting in. And is it productive? Is it productive to my legacy, right? As we spoke about earlier this week with Uranus retrograde happening in the energy of Taurus with the King of Pentacles. Is it productive to building my legacy, to building my empire? So diligent actions help to also refine your character. You don't just keep, uh, farmers don't just keep going out 
to, to, you know, turn over the soil on their seeds because they like to ride the tractor, you know, or not just because of that, at least. It helps refine your character when you're able to make diligent actions every day to put energy towards work, right? So how can you be more optimistic and excited about working on yourself to see results, right? In the gym, perhaps, be more excited about waking up to go to the gym instead of being like, oh, right? What is your perception on work? Do you breathe heavily? Do you shrug your shoulders? What's your response to thinking about work that needs to be done? And how could you change your perspective during this transit, during Virgo season, to be more optimistic and excited about seeing the results of your work, right? How can you see results in the kitchen with your nutrition, with what you're eating? How can you see more results based on the work that you're willing to do with entrepreneurial pursuits, right? When you're selling services to your community, that's something that this season is definitely going to bring up. Being able to sell your services, right? Getting those receipts, okay? There's a lot, there's going to be a lot of emphasis on providing receipts to certain processes. This process doesn't fit with how we need to move forward, right? There's going to be a lot of analysis on a lot of structures and daily mundane habits that we as a society have gotten caught up into that may not be best in terms of getting us more organized and aligned with the higher frequential society. So think about that as well. When it comes to selling service to your community and your world, both online, right, and in person. Because a lot of times we get caught up in the online pursuit of customers that we forget to walk outside our house and go to a local, you know, YMCA or a local park to connect with actual human beings, okay? So be of service in going outside in nature, going out to the park, right? And communicating with people in person. So let's get it. Let's make that money, honey. Okay, sun is in Virgo. Let's get it popping. And happy solar return and happy birthday to everyone that is a Virgo this season, along with myself. Let's big up, okay? Thank you all for joining us for another week of Asher Tea. We enjoyed your energy thoroughly and look forward to seeing you next Sunday. Be sure to play the song of the week. It's going to be a lovely day by Lunch Money Lewis featuring Amine. And follow us on Clubhouse on our Astro Tea Room, guys, and Instagram to catch up with us separately between episodes. We love you all and have a terrific week.